One of the most important parts of being a designer or a problem solver or a maker is collaborating with our business stakeholders, conveying ideas and running experiments with them. Quite often, there are misunderstandings and resolving them needs some respect and empathy on both sides. To get a deeper understanding on how to collaborate with them, I spoke to Shitij. Shitij is a designer turned product manager and has been creating value for the past 8 years for companies like Gojek, Flipkart, Housing and many more. He currently heads a platform group at Gojek which builds communication and identity management tools. He's also a full stack developer and tinkers with open source libraries. This is also an episode which places emphasis on the fact that as a designer or a product manager we are makers and problem solvers too. This is the Hayavati podcast and I am your host Madhuri speaking and asking questions to many designers and product managers from Asia and around the world to grow and nurture design and product careers. Let's get started here. Before we start I just want to understand like how has been your journey and you know how did you come here so i did my graduation from from department of design i basically did a bachelor's in design which even before you know joining there i did not even know that okay it's such a thing even exists but then when i got there i understood you know how a structured problem solving approach is what what that approach is and how do you you know go about uh, identifying problems go through a process and come out with you know an output and uh, an artifact which which through which stakeholders can derive value so you know having education in design i started off as as an interaction designer at flipkart but then you know theoretically when 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 i was studying design i mean even the design study was not just you know it it, it wasn't just study it was actually more of a practical experience that you're having in that in that program so at that point itself i knew that okay i am more interested in uh, more abstract problem solving than you know than 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 optimizing an interface in order to to make that experience much better for a user as a designer you are actually supposed to be you know as a designer you learn to solve a problem end to end and you're not just limited to one part but you know having your personal inclinations and you know and, and your personal you know aspirations where you want to excel you choose one of those paths so i knew that okay i want to be more in the the field which is now called product management but to me it is still designing and i would say i'm still a designer so that's when you know after working at flipkart for roughly 2 years i you know started making a switch towards product management that's when i moved to a very early stage startup at at testaland then i moved to housing then i was for some time at at papertap and the parent company which was into logistics so uh, i was there for a few two years then i switched to gojek and i've been here at for more than two and a half years now as a pm so i would say the transition happened after roughly two years of working as a designer but then it i wouldn't i would say that it wasn't really a transition as such it was just a transition in terms of title change or the role change but to me i'm still a designer and you know these are just just different different parts within the problem or solution life cycle where you know an individual contributes at 
So I like to contribute at a much more abstract level. So yeah. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I particularly liked your journey that yes you you focused on problem solving so for you the title really doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And when you approached it that way like how much did you try to learn about business and you know where did you begin with that aspect? Mhm. So uh, I would say so let let's define the role of a designer itself right a designer is actually a, a designer is supposed to interrelate uh, user problem space business opportunities and available technology to create a design through which you know stakeholders are deriving value so in order for a designer to do that you have to like learn the language of business technology and it doesn't mean that you have to be like expert in all of those areas it's just about you know knowing the know how and when you're conversing with or discussing with you know different stakeholders you understand what they're talking about so what this meant was that i have always been you know into learning new things and you know new topics so as as a designer you you'll be you know far more as in when when you when you're working at more abstract level the more you know about different topics so basically being a jack of all trades is something that i would say one should aspire in order to be able to you know navigate through different situations and that's what i did i i invest a lot of time in learning different concepts beyond business side beyond technology side i self learned coding i i i you know worked on a lot of side projects i worked on back end technologies front end technologies mobile technologies so uh, on both the sides on business side as well as technology and technology side i spent significant time learning alongside i was doing already and that learning started like long back during college itself yeah wow i mean the amount of time that you spent on side projects i would say uh, did it really uh, push you and propel you to understand the design and business aspects of it i have you know worked on side projects and i've also worked on you know sometimes uh, learning certain things through maybe you know video tutorials or you know uh, they used to be like you know some a long time back there was this website called linda.com which was then acquired by acquired by linkedin so there have been those platforms as well and what i've what i've learned is that through my experience that when you are actually working on a project uh, be it a very small project a lot of you know uh, a lot of blockers come when you are working on those things and then have, when you have to figure out you know solutions or to to get out of those situations that's that's when the actual learning happens and that's why i i found side projects working out really well for me to learn something and it also gives some sort of pressure on you to to you know finish something within a time frame it doesn't have to be very polished it's more about you know getting the functionality out with a very bare minimum you know bare minimum output which which is still giving out giving out the results that you wanted got it would you mind uh, sharing what type of side projects did you usually work on for these mm-hmm. aspects mm-hmm. so for example i'm personally interested a lot in you know personal investments personal finance and in order for me to you know let's say analyze a certain mutual fund or a certain stock or maybe i'm looking at some investing strategy uh, <clears throat> a lot of uh, information is available the raw data is available 
but then when you are when you want you know uh, a lot more detailed and a customized analysis you would not find such platforms because again it's not that easy to create such a platform where you can do custom analysis and custom strategies so i would you know just get on i would just create a python project i would just import all of that data you know from the csv files or whichever format it is available in and then i would create you know basic analysis in the program and i would run it so that's for example one uh long time back i was working on you know a mobile application when i i wanted to get into android mobile development i wanted to learn okay what are the intricacies what are the details go details go into when you're you know writing a mobile application uh, code and with that it helped me to have better conversations with the mobile engineers when when and you know they are working in my team on a certain project because i understand you know what does an activity mean what does a fragment mean in in an android you know life cycle so those things they help learn you those concepts help you talk to your you know stakeholders much better yeah i i am definitely very happy to hear about the side projects part and how you have learned from them now coming to actually using these side projects learning that you have done and you have mm-hmm. implemented in other things right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so how did you actually you know use these were there any frameworks that you know you derived out of them and used them while working with business stakeholders uh so side projects were more of personal things the the business stakeholder was actually me so there wasn't you know it it wasn't in a professional environment it was more in in in, in the personal capacity but let's say when we are talking about you know how a designer is working with business team there are actually multiple areas in which a designer has to be cautious and it somewhat relates to a product manager's job as well so typically when a designer is working in an organization for most of the designers product manager is you know the business stakeholder and everything is abstracted into that product manager which to some extent might be true but it's not always because product manager is very much part of the product and technology teams and they are not part of business teams typically in an organization however you would find some organizations organizations in which product manager is part of the business function but then uh, let's talk about business functions here right business we look at this abstract term but then it's not that that simple or you know there are there are a lot of complexities involved here there are different types of business functions there is operations there is sales there is legal marketing you know uh, a lot of folks go, uh, with different skill sets they work in different areas and when when we there is there is however one person where you know all the decision making is abstracted which is usually the business head of a unit and these functions are embedded or you know helping that business head achieve a certain goal of that business unit but then it's not again very uh, easy to to abstract all the skill sets under one person that's why it's it's more about coordination coordination between these different functions and just looking at business as you know just one single unit and that's why it's it's somewhat easier for a designer when they look at product manager as that abstraction because then product manager is that interface between different types of business teams typically when you don't have a product manager when you're working as a designer in a certain organization this job of you know 
being that interface with different teams comes to you and when that happens there are you know different areas that i would say a designer should be you know aware of when they are collaborating with with those different types of business teams i wouldn't say that these are frameworks but i would say this is these are general practices that designer should you know should be aware of when they are collaborating some of these areas could be you know uh, namely the strategy area the actual solutioning communications and accountability so let's talk about strategy within the strategy area usually it's the corporate strategy teams and businesses which are you know defining the long term goals and vision uh, of a company and once it's set it's 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 just about you know getting or improving upon the strategy for the next period in which the team in which the company has to be operating at and the way these corporate strategy teams work they usually try to get input from all the functions including design as well so that's where you know design team or the designer has to be the voice of the customer and they have to ensure that whatever whatever strategy is getting designed it should not undermine the user experience or the, or the act the or the value that a user is supposed to get out of the system yeah. that's where you know a designer would go into contributing at at this and in, in this particular area talking about solutioning so usually business stakeholders they have you know they have their own world view they have their own understanding of a problem and when that happens usually uh, a very abstract problem statement would come and then teams which are not you know which are not taking a step back and asking the right question at that point they end up you know iterating more you know a lot more times than you know a team which is more cognizant about these these things so what happens in those situations is that because these business stakeholders have different solutions in their head and they have their own definitions of problem statement which have not been you know finalized between all of them so what happens is a designer would come up with a solution and they would give some feedback which is mostly their opinion which is not backed by anything but then again the designer did not you know finalize the problem statement with the stakeholders they'll end up in this loop as a practice i would i would suggest designers to create a decision log in the very beginning when let's say a request comes from uh, a business team to you know uh, work on a certain uh, problem area or 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 you know uh, a problem statement they should be asking why is multiple times why is that a problem and you know when a designer has come to a point where you know there is no further deduction possible and that seemed like uh the a genuine problem for a user that's the starting point for a designer to you know work on something there are different ways in which a designer can reach to this point there could be you know uh five ways there could be you know first principles approach you could be doing user research so all of this leads to that starting point and once that is defined that's where you know the communication aspects come into the picture a designer has to communicate all of these decision logs keep you know keep them visible everywhere that okay this is this was discussed this is the final uh, problem statement that we work we are working on and you know going forward you are only going to working on be working on this specific problem statement so that's the solutioning aspect about the communication yeah first communicate the decision logs but then what is also important is that there should not be a radio silence between you know 
the, the business teams and the designer or a product manager if the product manager is involved. So it should be a continuous, you know, uh, feedback cycle or an update cycle where both the teams are communicating, they are sharing the latest updates, the timelines, be it, you know, any improvement or, a, or a, you know, progress in in a project, be it also, you know, there's something, there's a, there's a framework called Darcy, which basically captures who's the decision maker, who's accountable, who, who, who is, you know, responsible, who's consulted and who are informed about a certain project. What this does is if you, if, if, you know, all the stakeholders involved in a project, if they all agree to this Darcy framework, then it becomes very easy. And you know that who is the go-to person for, you know, let's say if a tiebreaker has to be solved, then you would, you would probably go to the decision maker and, you know, be done with that. So finalizing this is also very important. Having a periodic sync up with stakeholders, be it weekly, bi-weekly or monthly, depending on the duration of the project is again, something which, you know, uh, helps to keep that communication line open between different stakeholders. Coming back to, again, the strategy part, there's one important aspect uh, here because when you're talking about long-term, it's less about project. It's more about the long-term direction in which the company is moving, how design is contributing in that area. The design, a designer or a design team in that situation would should be contributing in, you know, setting up design principles, which basically lists down how the products and services being offered by uh, a certain organization are, are going to follow certain design principles so that we are able to maintain at least a minimum UX way this organization should be, you know, perceived by their, their customers or their users. So, yeah, that's, that's something which I would say these are, these are the areas in which a uh, designer, uh, designer should be, you know, aware of when they are contributing or they are collaborating with a business stakeholder. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it does sound uh, a lot of overlap between uh, design and product management there. And I do see where you bring in certain frameworks to work with business people as what would you recommend that of the strategy part and this part that would be great for building MVPs and those kind of stuff? So all of this actually somewhat, you know, it can be applied when let's say a team is working on an MVP. I mean, everyone understands Everyone understands what an MVP is, but in reality, when a team is working on a product, MVP, it sort of becomes, I would say, it becomes a tool which people use to cut down a lot of scope, but then they also compromise a lot on UX. And it is very important for a designer or the design team to establish the minimum UX as well when a minimum viable product is being defined. And it again goes back to, you know, to, to not to avoid uh, the conflict of, you know, the problem, that, the, the solution that is being built by defining what that MVP itself is. What is the minimum, what is the core problem that everyone is trying to solve and trying to validate through that MVP. The, the overall purpose of an MVP is because, you know, an organization is not completely sure or not completely confident about whether this is the right direction. So they invest little and they try to validate whether this is the right approach to be solving this problem, whether that problem itself is uh, a, prob a genuine problem for a user. 
when we are minimizing the scope we should be you know cognizant of what are uh, the core problems that are being solved but the ux should also not be affected badly there should be at least minimum criteria that should be considered when mvp is being designed that's where it's very important for a designer to get involved in the definition of mvp okay i now that i understand these things how should i actually present my concepts to business stake, stakeholders right as a designer how can i like you mentioned those four aspects where like strategy and all of them in in particular context the communication can be different right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. how can i present them in a better way sure so uh, from business teams perspectives they are mostly you know trying to either improve the efficiency uh, of existing products and services to improve their revenue streams or they are trying to you know optimize existing operations to save money right that's so because they are running the business they are mostly thinking from you know the money aspect when a designer is coming into the picture the designer has to understand those you know jargons or at least those concepts when they are presenting their the, when they are presenting their solutions so i would say it's very important for a designer first to understand the the language of different stakeholders and because there are different types of business teams it it's not like abstracted into one single kind of thing or a single business team it's more about understanding what marketing does what does uh, legal do sales team operations each of those functions they have their own way of working and they have their own goals and you know objectives so it's very important when uh, a designer is working with these different teams they should understand what are their motivations what are their goals and because all of them all of them are committing to work on a certain project or this mvp that a designer is going to present there is something that they are trying to get out of that mvp so when a designer is presenting they should first understand their motivations and when they are presenting they should be talking about their goals so uh, i would say when this presentation starts a designer should remind everyone that what was the mvp that was defined so that the context is set and you know it, the discussions do not go in you know different directions where uh, people start uh, sharing their opinions then what are the key user scenarios that a designer is solving which are directly linked to that mvp and while talking about those user scenarios a designer would let's say would show up a working prototype or uh, a recorded session of a user using that prototype and along with that there should be accompanying rationals with if evidence evidences are possible then those rationals along with basically those rationals to to support why a certain decision or a certain interface or an interaction was chosen so because you know everyone in the room is you know smart enough and they they know about they they know their areas that they work in they know their skill sets so it's it's about respecting all of those opinions but then also ensuring that when 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 someone is presenting or designer is presenting they are giving rationals and evidences instead of you know just their opinions because these are those are very easy to defend and they are very objective for anyone to you know agree it. so when when you say rational right how would you define rational in terms of communicating design concepts especially from the designer side right sure 
so these rationals are about the design concept itself it's not about the communication as such it's more about let's say if a designer says that the the button should be the, the checkout button should be on the right side of a screen right so and it should be of a certain color so then there has to be a rationale shared by the designer why it was chosen like that maybe it's because it's the brand guidelines that they have to follow and because a study says that uh, a lot of users when you know when they are browsing a button on the right side it ends up uh, being clicked more or you know it's for, it's very easy for a user to locate that button so when when this rationale is being present the evidence here would be those reports that okay here is the link to this report i'm using this and it fits in this context in our context it should not be like you know any study which which is not analogous to our situation or in that situation it should be you know something which is relatable otherwise uh, what uh, what happens is without those rationals the these kind of solutions they end up it becomes a decision factor for the for the decision making person to choose whose opinion is you know more important yeah that that makes a lot of sense especially when as a designer we're presenting the concepts so we're like saying that hey this works this doesn't work and even when we present options we do that however i have seen sometimes in certain contexts that the design is said that okay this doesn't look great or it is a very subjective discussion around it how okay. do you actually go around them i know it's a very contentious question but uh, mm-hmm. it's something that has been bugging a lot of people so mm-hmm. i wanted to get your opinion on that mm-hmm. so when let's say someone says that this design is not you know very good i mean that's a very subjective statement that's when a designer has to you know show possibly the usability study that the designer did about that prototype also if it is about you know being good or bad it's it there should be you know because we talked about design principles and you know having visual guidelines it's 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 very easy to easy, easy to say that okay this visual guideline it was you know decided based on these company principles this is based on these design principles we are just following that and this is being followed followed so that all of our product offerings all of our services they look consistent and it's very easy for our customers and users to identify or associate our product with our brand so there would be you know always some i, would, I mean if a designer is working on a certain project i would say always have this this thought of you know backing up their decisions with evidences if you have that it would be you know very easy to navigate through these discussions because then it's not about your opinion it's about an objective decision that was taken uh, collectively by all the design all the stakeholders because when a design team is designing or, or defining their design principles it's not that it's not as if they are doing it in isolation right they would uh, of course have their drafts ready but then they would open it up for comments and you know suggestions from everyone from everyone in the organization so it covers everyone's inputs so uh, being inclusive helps later do you have like a probably timeline that says that this is the right time to present your your concepts to any stakeholder or is any time a good time i would say it should be actually done 
frequently and it's not just a one time occasion but then that's where planning uh, of a project is very important how do how does one you know plan their project if say if let's say they are saying that okay i'll be spending one week in exploration and research and i would be presenting the the outcomes of that that study and based on that what are the problem statement that are that we are going to be working on and will be will be will be finalizing that in that meeting so having agenda for every meeting beforehand planning this whole project beforehand is something which is important of course we understand that there could be some slippages but then <clears throat> that is something that should also be called out that okay there are different dependencies because of which there would be you know plus minus a, a week or two uh, on in, on any of these timelines but then here is the structure we would have let's say five or six meetings each of these meetings would have these agendas and this is what we are going to be presenting and this is the outcome that we want or the decision that we want in that meeting got it that makes a lot of sense i want to just uh, shift to the other side which is the designer who is going to present these concepts in a portfolio or you know something like hey this is my work in progress that they can put out for in a in a portfolio or in a dribble or something like that mm-hmm. i know dribble is just a limited medium but how can i present the, these things in a portfolio in such a way that any person who is going to access this can understand my thought process and my collaboration hmm so it also depends on the audience who's going to be looking at uh, you know this portfolio it's mostly going to be you know either other designers or probably you know someone who's trying to hire that designer i'm assuming that it's it's either or you know either of these two types of audience so if that that is there it's always you know the story of why someone did uh, this project and you know the output is i mean it is important but i would say the journey of how you reached that output is more important and what were the learnings that you know someone had while working on those those uh, that project it could either be you know an organizational learning or a skill learning so calling out that very clearly that okay this is the problem statement that that was defined based on you know these different studies that we did and, and you know people might not go into you know details of the research itself how someone did because it again depends on what are you trying to showcase is it your research skill or is it is it something else so it depends on that structure but then uh, the the audience is important is more is you know the audience is thinking about how that designer arrived at that output so what was that journey that this person went through so documenting that journey you know is is i would say the format whenever someone is presenting their portfolio and it's less about the output because you know there are a lot of people who are out there and you know looking at a ui in isolation without knowing the context of that ui why is that so what what was the background behind it what are the assumptions uh, that someone made in order to come at that because you know it's not just about an interaction it's about the so all of these uis and tools and you know products i mean all the products and ui they are just tools for users to 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 arrive at their or to fulfill their objectives right 
and if a if a designer is not talking about those objectives that okay a user is going to be benefited in this way and a business is going to get this value out of this this tool that i am working on uh, then it's an incomplete story it it's on, it only covers a very small part of you know what the designer went through to build it so it's always about you know the full story and the output could be you know the last part that a designer can talk about but again you know storytelling or you know creating an engaging story is a different skill i would say a designer should spend a lot of time in building that skill yeah storytelling seems to be uh, the through line of how we communicate and how we actually present our work so do you have any quick pointers or any books or references that we can look at mm so i actually i i didn't read many books about you know storytelling as such but then a lot of it is you know very obvious and it it, it it's a lot of common sense it's just that you know it it comes automatically to to anyone if you are able to empathize with you know with your audience so you know there is this this whole say that a designer should be empathizing with users but it's not just limited to that a designer should be empathizing with all the stakeholders which includes your users your technology teams your business teams and if you understand what are they going through what are they thinking about about this project right then you start then you start you know talking about your projects your things in in those terms that that they are able to uh, you know understand the the points which resonate with them so that's why you know being jack of all trades and understanding a different your your different functions in your organization all of these things they help communicating much better which resonates with everyone involved in that project and any project that a designer is working on there there is always there is always an executive sponsor for that project right it's not something which is happening in isolation business is always trying to you know fulfill the business business objectives through these different functions that they have employed so it's it's always you know good to talk about those goals and objectives coming to what business trying to fulfill goals and objectives what mm-hmm. do you think are the very crucial inputs that business can give to designers or any product team so that they can take forward and get the best results you know forward so the way business teams are operating now it has actually changed a lot earlier it used to be very top down and you know there would not be a lot of discussions between you know the, the functions that that are going to support uh, business in achieving those goals but nowadays it's it's more about you know a bottom up or you know uh, meeting somewhere in between when the top management is defining their objectives and individual teams are defining their objectives that they meet somewhere in the middle or they are usually bottom top so when that happens it's it's paramount for you know the teams that are going to be working on you know these different projects or different areas they have to understand their markets they have to understand their users and they have to know the company vision because the vision is a very long term uh, goal that a company has set out and everyone is whatever every every team every function is trying to do all of them are trying to do so that the company reaches to that end goal to that long term goal so 
these teams which are defining their you know okrs which will merge into the company okrs or company goals if they understand their markets their users they'll be defining those goals so that's that's how i would say the business businesses are trying to operate now at least you know the new startups and you know uh, uh digital first companies are operating so it it is already a lot more inclusive uh, and wherever it's not happening i would suggest you know for the business teams to involve their design teams their product teams to to suggest or to to give their inputs in the goals that are being defined for the business like it makes a lot of sense to involve the design team up ahead so that they can take in the right inputs and give them the right outputs right yep, yep. and with that is the situation what are the designers they should do and they should not do like there are some must do's and must not do's like mm-hmm. when they are conveying these concepts to business so what would those be mm-hmm. so what usually happens is because you know these business teams they i mean yes we ideally we want everyone in in our organizations to be customer centric or user centric and to ex- some extent at least in their areas uh, in the areas that they work on they would be you know user centric but then to be always thinking about you know how would a user be you know using this product or how would they would be benefited is something which is not very easy for other teams because a lot of their thought process a lot of their work is more analytical logical and you know uh, there's uh, that that basically limits you know taking a step back and thinking in those terms so the way i would say design teams should be you know contributing in in those in those scenarios as being the voice of the customer and bringing out those you know those 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 inputs from users perspective and what while doing that a designer should always be you know respectful of other functions because all of them are you know experts in their own fields and their areas and they will bring in perspectives that you know others might not have for example you know sometimes in, in so usually in saas companies it's it's the sales teams which are very closest to the customers right and they would bring in some insights which you know which might not be very easy to get from from other uh, sources so be resp- respectful of you know those functions and their members trust and understand their expertise because what they are doing it's anyway something which you know so in the beginning i mentioned right a designer should actually be looking at uh, a product or a problem end to end but then uh, in reality it is not efficient because there is also a timeline associated and it's it is a lot of cost for one person to be you know learning in detail about every function that's why you know we have these different functions set up in an organization and everyone is expert in their field so having that trust in other functions is very important and you you have to value their inputs then whenever a designer is communicating they should strive to keep this whole conversation very simple and use evidences or uh, reports you know their own user research reports or you know other industry standards that are available to to back up their opinions or their uh, suggestions give visibility to every stakeholder because what happens usually is that 
people get too bogged down into you know the execution mode where this whole communication part gets sidelined and it bites later so that's why keeping a communication line open probably having a a weekly update or uh, you know a weekly sync up is something which which helps build trust between different stakeholders and also gives them visibility and they can also plan their downstream activities based on you know the current state of the of the project it's also okay to disagree but then it's more important to commit to whatever decision has been taken collectively so usually you know it happens that people they they they, they are stuck to their solutions or their their own suggestions and they are it's very difficult for them to get past that so it is very important to move on to you know not get stuck as a team whatever gets decided finalize it and you know log it that decision should be logged somewhere in a central place and then you know continue moving forward also it's it's important for designers to be very organized that's where you know keeping all of these notes and defining a project plan with you know checkpoints where there is a stakeholder meeting where the designer is presenting their ideas with uh, in, a, in a certain format all of those things are defined in advance so i would say these this is something that a designer should be doing when they are collaborating with this with business what they shouldn't be doing they should not be assuming or you know they should not be assuming things that they do not know about if there are assumptions they should call it out very clearly so that they can be confirmed by relevant stakeholder designer should not be talking in terms of you know their jargons it it's about keeping simple so that everyone understands when something is being, being communicated and whenever you know a, a certain situation happens where you know it comes to an opinion of a certain person and you and a designer doesn't agree with you know that person then don't insult it it again goes back to the fact that you should be respecting everyone when you're working with them so yeah that makes a lot of sense one last thing do you have any last you know kind of words that designers and business can work together something that is a closing thought Hmm. Um, let me think about it. Uh, so the most common problem that I've observed, you know, in my experience and you know, uh, in in my conversations with other designers and PMs, is that a team would start working on a certain problem statement, but then when they're presenting on when they're you know when they're at a checkpoint, they're when they're showing it to stakeholders. they would come back and say that okay this is not we wanted right so and that happens because the key decisions are not logged are not confirmed over you know email or you know any other any other place where you know there is there is an acknowledgement and because when that happens this this whole cycle repeats and it becomes very difficult for designers to work as well as you know the business team starts having certain doubts about teams whether they are able to deliver it or not or what's going on so it's very important and it it goes you know not just for designers for you know any team when they're collaborating with anyone else it's it's about you know documenting your decisions that are being taken and bringing everyone up to speed up to date to that decision that okay this is it if anyone has a question or a doubt it should be raised right away otherwise 
let's just commit to it so yeah that's something i would say is something which is very important for a designer whenever they are starting something they should do this immediately before even you know picking up their paper pen pencil when they are ideating documentation is something that we designers should learn how to get to it thank you so much thank you mari for having me here With this episode we come to the end of season 1 of Hayavati podcast. Over the past few months we've had the opportunity to talk to some great designers and product managers who shared their deep perspectives on how to be a problem solver or a designer and build your design and management career as well. Over the candid conversations we have learned that many problems can be solved well if you approach them with a sense of iterativeness, urgency and curiosity. and that you can communicate with stakeholders effectively with empathy and if you are the face of design in your company you must be the voice of your users and customers overall as a maker and a problem solver you can be a great interface between all teams to ensure products are shipped in the best way possible it's been a great experience for me to host them all and have real conversations and bring some much needed perspectives Thank you for journeying along with me through this season. I'll be bringing more amazing conversations for the season 2, so stay tuned and thanks again very much. Stay safe and have a good time.